Hey, Chava, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf. Well, technically we're supposed to be studying. Let's see, this is a risky move. Oh, okay. That kind of worked out somewhat okay. This is a riskier move. Let's see, what if I go like this? Come on. All right, that worked out relatively okay. I'll upon him. So, uh, you're right. Today we're supposed to be learning Daf Yudalid of Masech the Sukkah, but uh, I had a little bit yesterday of like a, a brain malfunction, I guess you can call it. Uh, so we had to stop a little bit early. I apologize for the malfunction. Um, my, we seem to be back on, on schedule, uh, which is good. I think I just needed to drink more coffee. Um, so we have a little bit of work to do on Daf Yugimel and Mubez. Talking about Tuma and Tara and Yados and Uktsin Oivavoy. Fun stuff. And then we move on to a new Mishnah, finally, on Dafyudal Ramadalif, which discusses using different size planks, which is interesting. We'll see a machlokus between um, Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda about how wide planks for Schach can be. Very interesting discussion. And then we will see a machlokus, Rab and Shmuel, regarding that machlokus between Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda. Fun times. Let's get started on Dafyud Gimel Mabez. About halfway through the page, let's say. I guess I'm I'm trying to make myself feel a little better about myself. Truth is, a little bit more than halfway. So, Vamar of Abba Amr Ravuna. It's about I don't know, fifteen twenty lines um, from the top of the page. Vamar Abba Amr Ravuna says Rav Abba in the name of Ravuna. Habotzelagas, somebody who harvests grapes for grape juice for making wine. In lo yodis. Those grapes don't have yodis. Now, I don't remember how far I got yesterday on this or what extent I got yesterday on this, but I'll go upon him. Um, who could tell me what yodos are? Yodos are stems, essentially, right? So if you have a grape and a grape has a stem, right? So if a dead sherets touches the grape, so the grape becomes tummy, right? Now, what if a dead sherets touches the stem of the grape? So that's what's called the yod, the stem, the handle of the grape, and yes, the answer is that if the dead chariots touches the stem of the grapes, then the grape also becomes tummy. So now we're saying, though, that Abotze Lagas says of Abba in the name of Rafuna that a fellow who harvests grapes for winemaking, ain't low yodis, those grapes don't have handles. And therefore, if a dead chariots, let's say, were to touch the um, stem, the grape would still be intact. Enjoy. Rav Menashe Bargada Omar Ravuna Says, would you eat that grape, by the way? I don't know, a, dead, a dead mouse is lying on the stem of a grape. You eat it? I'll leave that up to you. Rabbi Nasha Bagada Amr Rav Huna says, Rabbi Nasha Bagada named Rav Huna, Hakotze Leschach ain lo yadis. Okay. A fellow harvests like grain epis. He harvests, um, I don't know, wheat, whatever it is, and he's going to use that for his schach. And so we're saying in that case also it doesn't have yodis, right? So if you, if you, meaning if, if you harvest grain to eat the grain, so then the, the stalk is going to be like a handle for the grain. And if Tuma touches the stalk, then the grain becomes tummy. However, it says Rav, um, Rav Menashe Bagada that if a fellow harvests grain for his schach, so then the, the yodos law goes away. And if a dead chariot touches, t- t- touches the uh, stalk, so then the, the, the grain remains intact. Okay. 
Mando Amar Kotzer Kol Shekein Potzer. Okay. So Rav Menashe Bragada who says that even if you harvest grain for schach, that's enough for it, for the, for the stalk to not be considered a handle. Kol Shekein Potzer. And then certainly Rav Menashe Bragada would say that in the, in the case of when you harvest um, grapes for winemaking, that the stems would not be considered handles. Because certainly he does not want the handles in his wine because it'll absorb some of the wine, it'll ruin the wine. So certainly he doesn't, he has no interest in these handles and these handles will not transfer tumma. Okay, so again, so according to Menashe Bargada, he says that if you harvest grain for schach, the stalks are not handles. And certainly, if you harvest grapes for winemaking, certainly the stems are not handles. Manda Omer Botzer, She'ein Lo Yados. So now, according to Rav Abba, however, he says that you har- if you harvest grapes for winemaking, so in that case, the um, stems are not considered, considered handles and do not transfer tuma. Avol Kotzer, but harvesting grain with, for the intention of making schach, yesh lo yados, they would have handles. So the, the stalk would be considered a handle for the food. Because he wants the stalk there um, for the... He wants the stalk there. Or is it... Yeah, he wants the stalk and he wants the food. He wants everything there. So that they don't get scattered, right? So as where, whereas by the um, winemaking, uh, Rabbi Abba would argue that he really has no interest in the stems. They're only going to ruin things. However, for the um, uh, sukkah making, he could argue that um, the uh, stalks would be um, considered handles and transfer to them because you kind of want them there in order to make sure that the um, grain itself doesn't get lost and scattered. Now the Gemara wants to say that let us say that the that what Rav Menashe Bargada is claiming which is that if a fellow harvests grain for um, schach so if a fellow harvests grain for schach so then it, it, it no longer is, is considered a handle, right? That's what Menashe Bargada says. So let's say that this claim of his is Taka Machlokas Tanoim Ditanya, as we learn in the Bible, Sochei Te'enim. If you have um, fig branches, Uvoyen Te'enim, and on the fig branches are figs, Ufarchile Uvoyen Anovim. Or if you have um, um, grape vines, and on the grape vines are grapes, Kashi Uvoyen Shibolim, you have stalks of wheat, and on them are wheat. Machbedus uvoyen tamarim, date branches, and on them are dates. Kulon, in all of these cases, impsolis muruba ala ochlin kshera. If there is more, um, you know, stalk or vine, kilupsoles, than the ochel, right? You can't make schach with ochel, with food, it's makabotuma, but you can make schach with the vine or with the, you know, with the stalk or whatever. So in all of these cases, if there's more, Psoles, more stalk or vine or whatever it is, then or branch, then the then the fruit. So then ksheira, you can use it for schach. Ve'imlav psula. But if there's more food than there is branch, 
So then um, it's a problem because you can't make schach with food. Acherim omim, now this is where the, it comes in, where we start seeing the machlokas, which is Acherim omim, say the Acherim, which is Rebmeir, Achi Yehu, Koshin Mubin ala ha Yodis, Ve al ha'ochlin, says Acherim that um, in order for this, uh, these grains so, to be considered good schach, you have to have more psolis than both the yados and the ochlin. Now, I'm not exactly sure what the distinction is between the psolis and the yados and the ochlin. Uh, yeah, because I thought that the, that the yados were kilo the kashin, but I don't know, maybe there's different things. Maybe it depends on the species. I don't, I don't know exactly. However, what I do know is that Acherim is bringing in, is taking into account yados. In the context of schach, Acherim is still taking into account yados. Whereas the Chachamim are not taking into account yados. So we want to say that this claim of Rabbanashi Bargado, that when you harvest um, grain for schach, there's no yados. So let's say that it's actually a machlokas tanoim. The Tanakama would agree with Rabbanashi Bargado, but Acherim would disagree. And Acherim would say that um, there are yados even when it comes to um, harvesting grain for schach. So my lab, let's say this is the machlokas between the Tanakama and Acherim. Demar sover yeshlo en yodos, that Acherim holds that schach does have yodos, umar sover enlo en yodos, whereas the Tanakama holds that schach does not have yodos. Givaldig, right? Right, let's go weiter. Lerab Abba vaday tanoi, okay, so we want to say that according to Rab Abba, who doesn't really say anything about schach, all he says is that if you um, harvest grapes for wine, so then it does not have yodos, but he doesn't say anything about schach, so he'll take a look at this machlokas, and he'll say, okay, nice clean machlokas, great. Tanakama says, no yodos. Uh, Rav Meir says, yes, yodos. Rav Menashe Bagada, however, according to Rav Menashe Bagada, who makes the claim that when you harvest grain for schach, there's no concept of yodos, so then he'll argue that even acherim, who do take into account yodos still agree with him that there are no yodos when it comes to schach. How could this be? Milema tanoi. He do we say that this is necessarily machlokas tanoim about yodos regarding the Tanakam and acherim? Amr lach Rav Menasha. Rav Menasha would respond to you and say, "Dechule alma sabri akotze l'schach and lo yodos." Everybody agrees with me, says Rav Menasha Bagada, that a fellow who um, harvests grain for schach, there are no yodos. Everyone agrees with that. Everyone agrees with me. No yados. So then what's the machlokas between Reb Meir, between the Tanakama and Acherim? Kigon, la'achila. That is talking about a specific case where you harvested the grain for eating initially. Chaver, you hear that? You didn't harvest the grain for schach. You harvested the grain for eating. So it was ochel. And that's why there is a yad. And then you changed your mind and you said, wait, wait, I take it back. I want it to be for schach. And therefore, that is why Acherim say that even though you're using this grain for schach, um, still it has yados because initially your intention was for food. But if that's the case, that he really harvested this grain for eating initially, well then how could the rabbis possibly argue that there are no yados? Certainly then there should be yados if he initially harvested it for eating and once it was food, then there was yados for the food. So then, even after you change your mind for schach, 
it should still have the yados. So how could the, how could the rabbanon say that there's no yados? V'chitema kasav rabbanon came and didn't machalem l'sikuch betele lemachshavto. And if you're going to say, well, the rabbis say enochinami, that yes, when he harvested the grain initially with the intention of food, there was yados. But then when he changes his mind to use the grain for schach, well then there are no longer yados. The yados go away. But does it work like that? Can you just change your mind like that? If a fellow harvests schach with the intention of food and it has yados, can he just say, oh, I changed my mind? I want to use them for schach. And if you harvest it for food, can he just change his mind and say, oh, now I want to use them for schach and there's no longer yodos? But we learn in the Mishnah, and we've seen this in Masech the Shabbos, vessels can become tome with thought. And the only way to undo the tumah is with a shinur maise. So, for example, let's say you have hides. Hides lemaise. Hides. So you have hides. And you want to use it, so you take a, an animal, kill it, skin it, tan it, and in the process, it gets to a point where it's good enough that you can use it as a rug, to, to use it, um, you know, to wipe your feet on or whatever. Now, that is a lower level, a lower requirement of processing than if you're going to make it for like shoes. You'd have to process it better. So in your mind, once already you say, you know what, this is going to be a floor mat. So then you're done. Well, once you're done, it's a kli. And if it's a kli, it's makabotuma. If you now change your mind and say, wait, no, 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 I changed my mind. I want to keep on working on the leather and I want to make it into shoes. Too late. It's already considered finished. You can't just change your mind. It's still going to keep on becoming tummy. The only way that it'll become no longer you know, able to become tummy would be if, um, if you make a shinumaisa, like actually change it. And I guess, you know, make it into, you know, straps for, for, for shoes or whatever it is. So once you actually make a physical change at that point, at that point, it, it loses its, um, status of tumma, um, that it had initially. So again, so, so called a kalim yardinli de tumma b'machshava. So, so, so kalim could become tame or able to become tame just by a thought. When you figure, okay, I'm done. It's now considered a kli. They'd only me tumas and ella bishinumaisin. The only way to undo that would be with a physical change, not just a thought. An activity, an action is able to release from a different action or even from a thought. Well, from a thought or even from a different action. But thoughts alone are unable to do activities or thoughts. The point being that we just basically were explaining what we just said a second ago. That the point being that in order to change the status of the tumor, you actually have to make a physical difference. And therefore, going back to our case, a fellow harvests um, grain for food, and now it has yados, right? The stalks are considered handles to the, to the grain. Simply changing your mind and saying, no, wait, I actually want them to be schach is not going to be able to undo the status of yados for tumor that they have. So how could the chachamim say, that there are no yados in this case. V'chitema hanemile kelim dachshive. Well, maybe you're going to say, if you if you look at that Mishnah, what does it say? Kola kelim. All of the vessels could become tome with thought, but not leave that toma except for shina maisa. However, kelim are are choshuv. They're 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 significant. However, yados to the tzorich achila However, yados 
Handles. Handles for what? Handles for food. They're not as significant as, not as choshev, as important as vessels. It's just food. So maybe in that case, machshava naisuv, machshava salka. Maybe when it comes to food, you know, you can make it tummy, you can give it yados by thought, by deciding, you know what, I'm harvesting for food. And then you can actually change it to lose its status of yados simply by a machshava, uh, by deciding, you know what, actually I want to use it for my um, schach. However, but that wouldn't work. You can't say that. You cannot say that when it comes to yados, which is uh, tuma of ochlin, you could simply just change it with your thought. Because, we learned in a Mishnah called Yados or Ochlin, um, uh, handles, Yados, when it comes to food, that you broke them up. So let's say you had grain, and then you, so you had grain, and then you broke it up in the granary, Tehoros. So now the Yados go away. Now that you broke them up, and we're going to have to explain what this means, what exactly broke up means, but you broke it up in the granary, so now the Yados goes away. Now, So now, if we say that, yeah, what this means is that, if you say that, yeah, what this means is that um, means that you literally just undid the bundle. I mean, you didn't make any physical change to the actual grain. You just like opened up the bundle that it was in, but you didn't make a physical change. So we're saying that even without a physical change, it can go from having yodos, right, it says tohoros. They no longer have yodos. So we can see that even without a physical change, it can affect the status, the right, the two entire status of the, um, of the uh, grain, that the yados goes away. So therefore, if that's the case, we could say the same thing also when it comes to the schach. Um, you initially harvest the grain for food, and then you change your mind for schach. That alone, just like when it comes to you know, uh, you know, undoing the the bundle of the grain in the granary and it changes the state that you now there's no longer yodos. So also when it comes to when you decide that I'm not using it for food, I'm using it for the maise schach. So at that point already, uh, it's no longer yodos. However, however, if you say that, what does it mean besasun? Besasun means you mamish crush them. And at that point, the handle goes away. Well, if that's the case, then, so we see that, that the, that the handle only goes away and it's tower only when you actually make a shinu maisa, when you crush it, if that's the case. And we're saying that when it comes to schach, it's talking about where you initially thought that you were going to use the grain for food and then you changed your mind that you're going to use it for schach. That's not enough to just make the others go away. So, hachanami should be sosun mamish. So, my answer is, well, we could say here, that also is talking about that your mom has crushed them. So you initially harvested grain for um, eating. And then you said, you know what, I'm going to use them for schach. And then you crushed them. And because you crushed them, so then uh, that's why they no longer have yodo. So if that's the case, my well then how come the acherim say that there's, that, right, that there is a din of yodos? According to acherim, there's a din of yodos. But if you crush them, shouldn't the yodos go away? So the Amr Kribyosi. Well, they hold like Rabyosi, because in that same Mishnah says that's not Rabyosi Mitame. The Rabyosi says that in the same case of Bisasan, which we're saying it means to crush them, the Chacham say that the that the Yados goes away. According to Rabyosi, the Yados stays. And therefore uh Achirim, who say that when it comes to Schach, that you harvested the grain for food and then changed your mind for and then crushed them now for Schach. So Achirim say like Rabyosi who says that the Yados remain.
So hi, my. But we say, but one second. Apples and oranges. Bishlama hasum. I understand when it comes to the grain in the granary that even after you crush them, Rabbi Yossi says, says that they remain tame, that their yados remain. Time with Rabbi Yossi. Because according to Rabbi Yossi, they say, he says that they remain tame even after you crush the grain in the granary because there's still a use for the yados, for the stalks. Like Reish Lakish, Dam Reb Shimon Ben Lakish, Well, in the granary, even after you crush them, there's still a use for the ha- the stalks, which is that with a pitchfork you can move them around with the stalks. It, it makes it easier. But over here, when it comes to schach, once you crush them, what are they fit for? That 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 Acherim would say that the yados remain. The answer is, well, when you take down the schach, it'll be easier to uh, move them around when you have the um, stalks there, so there, therefore they remain um, relevant. And that's why Echerim would say, like Rabbi Yossi, that um, even after you crush them for the schach, uh, so, you, so you harvested the grain for food, you then crush them when you're going to use them for schach. At that point, the yados goes away, according to Tanakama, according to um, they remain because you could still use them to kind of move around the schach when you take them down. Okie dokie. Um, Kufa, we just said a second ago, Yados that all of these uh, um, yados, these handles in the granary, that if you crush them, so then they become tar. Rabbi Yossi Matama, Rabbi Yossi says that they remain tame. Uh, actually, no, so if you, if you um, what do we call it initially? You broke them. So Rabbi Yossi says that they remain tame. My besasim, what does breaking them mean? Rabbi Yochanan Omer besasim mamish. Rabbi Yochanan says it means mamish to break them up. Rabbi Lazar Omer says Rabbi Lazar hitir agudon. It means to just undo the bundle. B'shlamah le Rabbi Lazar Omer besasim hitir agudon. I understand according to Rabbi Lazar who says that it just means that you undo the bundle of the grain. I need the time Rabbi Yossi. I understand why Rabbi Yossi says that it's time. We're basically just reiterating what we just said a minute ago. But if you say according to Rabbi Yochanan that it means that you mamish are going to break these uh, bundles of uh, grain, how come Rabbi Yossi says that they are tome? After all, you're breaking them. How could they remain yados for food? You broke them apart. Since you're able to use them to move around with a uh, pitchfork. Wow. How you guys doing? I guess I can understand why this kind of broke my brain yesterday. I mean, with all the stuff like the wavy vision and the no sleep and the no coffee, I mean, that was not exactly going to help. But would you agree with me that this was not simple stuff? It's complicated stuff. However, friends, this next little bit of Gemara, these next two lines of Gemara, they make it all worth it. You ready? Amr Belazer says Amr Belazer, "Lamanim shalat filosim shal tzadikim keaser." How come the prayers of the righteous of the tzadikim are compared to a pitchfork? Lo melachat to say to you, "Ma eser zeh mehapech satvua begorin mimakom lemakom." Just like this pitchfork, it moves around grain in the granary from this place to that place, all over the place. After filosim shal tzadikim, also the prayers of the righteous, mehapeches daito shal kadosh baruch hu, flips around. God's uh, intentions is his knowledge. Mimidas achzarios, mimidas rachmanos, to something mean, to something merciful. Beautiful. That like a pitchfork, the tzaddikim are able to, um, you know, move around God's machshava so that uh, instead of giving achzarios, 
He gives us Rahmonis, which is what we want. Very, very beautiful. Okay, finally, new Mishnah. Woo! Mesachim bin Esarim divir Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you are allowed to make schach with planks, with planks of wood. Uh, we're going to see a machlokas in the Gemara between Rav and Shmuel exactly how wide these planks are. Um, okay, but planks of wood. Rabbi Yehuda says you're allowed to use planks of wood. Rabbi um, Meir Oser. Meir says you're not allowed to use planks of wood. Fine. If you put in the sukkah a plank that is four tfachim wide, kshera, it's kosher, as long as you don't sleep under it. Okay, fine. It's kshera, as long as you don't sleep under it, uh, we're going to have to figure out exactly what this means. Fine. Says the Gemara, Amar Rav, here we go. Says Rav, it's going to kind of, Explain. I wouldn't say clarify. Nothing. Sukkah is very erevini. I mean, nothing's exactly clear. Let's be clear about that at least. It's complicated. Sukkah is complicated. It's more fun because it's practical, but it's very, very complicated. Amurav says Rab Machlokas bin Asar and Sheish Boyin Arba says Rab Machlokas between Rab Yehuda who says kosher and Rab Meir who says pasul is when the plank is four tefachim wide. To Reb Meir, Islay, Gezeras, Tikra, Reb Meir, who says that the plank is posel, is posel schach, he holds of what's called Gezeras, Tikra, Reb Yehuda, Leislay, Gezeras, Tikra, whereas Reb Yehuda does not hold of what's called Gezeras, Tikra. Gezeras, Tikra means that we're concerned that a fellow is going to conclude, what's the point of sitting in the sukkah? I may as well sit in my own house. Tikra being a roof, the roof of my house, meaning the roofs of houses are generally made with planks that are four tefachim wide. And therefore, if a person's in his sukkah and he uses for schach planks that are four tefachim wide, he'll look up at his schach and say, wait a second, I'm using for my schach the same materials that I'm using for my house. I may as well just sit in my house. Therefore, Reb Meir is concerned that somebody's going to draw that conclusion. And therefore, he says, once a um, plank is four tefachim wide, which is the same width that you're going to use in your house, we say, wait, hold your horses. That's not okay. You have to make it smaller. Rabbi says he's not concerned that people are going to draw the conclusion that I may as well sit in my house. Okay? So again, let's read it again. Amarav says, Rab Machlokas bin Nisar and Sheish Boyan Arba, that the Machlokas is when the planks are fourth fucking wide. The Rab Meir is like Zeris Tikra, that Rab Meir is concerned that, look, if it's fourth fucking wide, a person might decide, you know what, I may as well just sit in my house, which is obviously not a good idea. Rabbi Yehuda lays like Zeris Tikra, whereas Rabbi Yehuda is not concerned that a person is not going to go sit in his house because his um, planks are fourth fucking wide. Fine. Aval, however, if the planks are less than fourth fucking wide, everyone agrees. I mean, what's there to be concerned about? You know, if it's less than fourth fucking, then it's fine. Ushmuel Amar. Shmuel's opinion is, that the machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and, and Rabbi Meir is when the planks are not four tefachim wide. Aval, however, if the planks are four tefachim wide, everyone agrees, even Rabbi Yehuda agrees, that four tefachim or wider, it's going to be possible because four tefachim or wider, you really have to be concerned, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have to be concerned about Xeris Tikra that you might end up eating inside. What do you mean, if the planks are not four tefachim wide, so then there's a machlokas whether they're kosher or not. I mean, what, what, even if they're less than three tefachim wide? What, even if they're like really thin, uh, pieces of wood, you're not allowed to use that? Well, it's just regular reeds. Obviously, you're allowed to use just regular reeds for, for schach. 
So Amr Papa says Papa Achi Kamar, this is what Shmuel is saying. If the planks are four tfachim wide, everyone agrees that they're possible because of Gzeris Tikra. At that point, we have to be concerned if you use those planks, which are the regular planks that you use for your house, uh, for you know constructing houses, you may as well you may end up eating inside of your house. And if it's less than three tfachim wide, everyone agrees that it's that those are just kosher schach, right? That's just plain old kosher schach. My time, according to because they're just regular old schach. Kiplige, where do they argue? Where do they argue? Mishlosh they argue when the width of the planks are between three and four tfachim wide. My sovar came the lesson ushir makom logazrinan. Darabuta says, look, at the end of the day, it's not four tfachim wide. Again, everyone agrees if it's four tfachim wide, it's a problem of gzeris tikra according to Shmuel. Says Rabbi but if it's less than four tfachim wide, so then memele. What, what's the reason? There's no reason to say Gzeris Tikra. Well, my sovereign was, Mayor's opinion is, yeah, ain't a chinami, but, kibin denaf kibulut mitores lavud gazrinon. But, uh, Shmuel says that Reb Mayor's opinion is that ain't chinami. It's not four tfachim wide. However, it's more than three tfachim wide and it's no longer lavud. You know, it's big enough that if there was a, a space, if it wasn't a plank, but rather just air, we can no longer say lavud anymore because it's more than, it's three tfachim or more. So therefore, since already it's at a place where it might not be four tefachim, but it's already past lovewood size, we're concerned already about, already we start getting concerned about Gzeris Tikra. Says Reb Meir, it's too close to comfort. Anything after three tefachim is already not allowed. Fine. So, so that is machlokas between Rav and Shmuel about where is the machlokas between Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda. According to Rav, the machlokas is when it's four tefachim wide. According to Shmuel, the machlokas is when it's between three and four tefachim wide. Tanan, we learn in, in our Mishnah. Nos, um, yeah, our Mishnah, right? I think, yeah, definitely our Mishnah. We learned at the end of our Mishnah in the Sefer. If you put on the, on the what? On the sukkah. A plank that is four tefachim wide. Ksheira. The sukkah is kosher. As long as you don't sleep under it. Now, Bishlam of the Shmuel. Now, I understand according to Shmuel, the Bishain Boy and Arboy Machlokas, that the Machlokas between Rab and Shmuel, uh, between Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Meir is, w- no, between Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Meir is when the plank is less than four tfachim, but if it's four tfachim wide, everyone agrees that it's possible. That's why you shouldn't sleep under it. So according to Shmuel, this is Givaldic. Why is it Givaldic? Because according to Shmuel, Everyone agrees. Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda both agree that once the um, uh, uh, plank is four tefachim wide, we say gzeris tikra. Even Rabbi Yehuda says gzeris tikra according to Shmuel. After, you know, once it's four tefachim wide, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a problem. You're not allowed to use it. Now, therefore, I can understand the Mishnah that says the Mishnah that says the Mishnah. What does the Mishnah say? That if you have a plank that's four tefachim wide, the sukkah is kosher. Why is the sukkah is kosher? You're going to have to say that it's on the side, and therefore you could say dofen akuma, so it's no problem, because dofen akuma you have till four amas, so therefore you get around it with dofen akuma. But nonetheless, you won't be able, everyone, you won't be able to sleep under it, because it's pasul schach. So I understand according to Shmuel, who says that according to everybody, a plank that's four tefachim wide is pasul. That's why the Mishnah says you're not allowed to sleep under it. So even though it might, the sukkah might be kosher because the schach is positioned next to the, the plank is positioned next to the wall, therefore you can say or whatever it is, but don't sleep under it because everyone agrees it's possible. 
But according to Rav, who says that the machlokas is dafka when there's four, when the beam is four, when the plank is four, but if it's less than four, everyone agrees that it's kosher. Well then, according to Rabbi Yehuda, why shouldn't you sleep under this plank that's fourth fachim wide? Right? It sounds like the safe is going according to everybody when it says that when the Mishnah says that if it's fourth fachim wide, don't sleep under it. Nobody seems to argue. So it sounds like it's even according to Rabbi Yehuda. But Rabbi Yehuda would say that a plank that's fourth fachim wide, according to Rav, is taka kosher. There's no problem with it. So then why can't I sleep under it? So answers the Gemara, well, who says that the Seifa is Taka according to everybody? Who says that Rabbi Yehuda would agree with the Seifa? The, the Seifa is Rabbi Meir. I mean, if you read in the Mishnah, first we have the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, then we have the opinion of, well, then we have the opinion of Rabbi Meir, and then we have the Seifa, which says, don't sleep under a plank, that's fourth Fachamad. So Rav will just say that that thing about not sleeping under the plank, fourth Fachamad, is Taka. Rabbi Meir's opinion. Rabbi Yehuda would say, Gesundte, hey, sleep under the plank. See what I care. It's kashuscha. Yeah? Of course. Toshma, come in here. Shnei sedinin mitztarfin. That if you have, uh, you know, two cloths, right? So you have two cloths, they could join together to create four tfachim of posle schach, right? You're not allowed to use cloth. It's a kli, it's makabal So you can't use it for schach. If it's less than four tfachim, so it's not going to posle the sukkah. But if it's um, four tfachim, so it will make the sukkah Apostle. Okay. But two um, planks do not join together in order to create um, like four tfachim and say that it's a problem. Okay. Reb Meir Oma says, Reb Meir, even um, the um, even the planks are like the cloths, i.e. they could join together to create four tfachim and apostle the sukkah. Now, Bishlam and the Shmuel so I understand this brisa according to Shmuel. Shmuel says that the machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir is when the um, um, when the when the plank is less than four tefachim, and therefore, and therefore what? And therefore, so this machlokas and this brisa between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda is talking about planks that are less than four tefachim, and Rabbi Yehuda is saying that they don't join together to create four tefachim of puzzle. Schach, right? Meaning we're talking about uh, planks that are, let's say, three tfachim, right? Like, right? Planks that are, let's say, three tfachim. So Rabbi Yehuda is saying, look, these are kosher planks. They're not going to join together to apostle the sukkah because they're completely kosher. What's their apostle? They're kosher schach. Whereas Rabbi Meir says, what are you talking about? Rabbi Meir says that these planks that are three tfachim wide are apostle schach. Now, one three tfach plank won't apostle the sukkah, but it put another one next to it it's going to be mitzvah if it's going to join together and it's going to pass the sukkah. So again, Bishlam and the Shmuel, I understand according to Shmuel, who says that the machlokas between Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda is when the plank is less than four tfachim. So I, I get what we're talking about. Does it join to cre- together to create four tfachim of Pasul Schach or not? But if they're, according to Shmuel, if there's four tfach, if it's already four tfachim wide, then everyone agrees that it's possible. My So what does it mean? Are these planks going to be mitzvahim or not? It means that these are planks that are less than four tfachim. And the question is, are they going to join together to create four tfachim of pasul schach? According to Rabbi Meir, yes, they sure will, and you better be careful. According to Rabbi what's there to join together? It's all kosher schach. 
But according to Rab, who says that the machlokas between Reb uh, Meir and Reb Yehuda is when the planks are four tfachim wide, but if the planks are less than four tfachim wide, everyone agrees that it's kosher. Well then, hey chidami, how do we understand this machlokas between Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda in this brisa that we just quoted with the planks joining together? So if it's talking about, well, the machlokas between Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda is when it's four tfachim wide, well then, it's tarufe. then what are we talking about joining together? It's already four tfachim wide. I Meaning according to Reb Meir, who says that um, a plank that's four tfachim wide is possible, right? So then, what does that have to be joined, joined together for anything? Four tfachim of Puzzle schach in and of itself is already a problem. You don't have to join together with anything else. He delays barba a and if it's talking about a plank that's less than fourth fachim, then what's Reb Meir's problem? According to Rav, if it's less than fourth fachim, everyone agrees that it's kosher. So the olam dees barba. So must be talking about where it is fourth fachim wide. Okay, so if that's the case, then what does it mean that according to Reb Meir, it's going to join together? What does it have to join together for? It's already fourth fachim wide. It's already puzzle. Mitzdarfin la'arba amis minatzad. It joins together to create four Amis from the side. So, 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 Rav would have to explain that when Reb Meir says that it is going to join together to create an, a problem, it's going to join together to create a problem if it's more than four Tfachim, uh, and, and it's, you can no longer say Dofin Akuma. Okay. Lishnachrina, another way to understand this, which is, uh, okay, Seder, just a different way to understand this, I guess. Bishlam uh, al I understand according to Shmuel, the armor Bishain Boyan, Arba Machlokus, who says that the Machlokus between Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Meir is when the, um, Schach is not, when the plank is less than four Tfachim. Aval Yesh Boyan, Arba, but if it is four Tfachim, Tivakobsula, everyone says it's possible, my Mitzdarfim, Mitzdarfim, the Arba Amis, Minatsad. Okay, so what are we joining together? We're joining together for four, for four, Amis from the side, okay. El Rab, according to Rab, Bishlam the Mayor. I understand according to a Mayor, my mitzdar from mitzdar from the Amos minatzad. What what are these things joining together for? They're joining together for four Amos from the side, right? Meaning you have all this schach, uh, which is less than three tefachim, and uh, um, uh, no, um, where am I? According to Rab, that I understand. I understand according to a Mayor. So you have all this schach, and the schach is uh, these planks are four tefachim wide, and we're saying that you know they could join together. To create a headache of um, Dauphin Akuma if it's more than four Amis. Ella, the Rabbi Yehuda, the Amr Afilu, Yesh, Boyan, Arba, Ksher, but according to Rabbi Yehuda, says that even if the planks are fourth fucking wide, it's still kosher, well then Mayan Mitzdarfin, Kanan Ba'amaninu, then what are we talking about they're, whether they're not Mitzdarf or not? Obviously they're not Mitzdarf, they're, they're kosher schach. So I come Rabbi Meir Mitzdarfin, Amr Rabbi Yehuda, A Mitzdarfin, well, since Rabbi Meir, says the Lashon of whether or not they are going to join together, so Buddha says, says the same Lashon of that they're not joining together. But the fact of the matter is, there's nothing to join together in the first place, according, I don't know what if I just said, but according to Rabbi Yehuda, because, um, they're kosher, uh, anyway, so there's nothing to join together. Okay, the second, uh, Lashon, I don't, whatever, I don't think it's as clear as the first one, but, uh, it doesn't really change much over there. Says the Gemara Tanah Kavosid the Rav Tanah Kavosid the Shmuel. We talk have a brisa supporting Rav, and we have a brisa supporting Shmuel Tanah Kavosid the Rav. Here is the brisa that supports Rav that the Machlokas is when the plank is fourth fucking wide, but th- less than three, th- less than fourth fucking wide. Everyone agrees it's kosher. If you use planks of cedar, she'ein boy and arba, which have less than fourth fucking of width, everyone agrees that it's kosher. Yesh boy and arba. If the width is four tefachim wide, Reb Meir posts of Reb Yudamachshir. Reb Meir says it's possible. Reb Yudah says that it is kosher. So we see this machlokas when it is four tefachim, like Rab.
that was taka a story, an incident that happened at, at a dangerous time, which is interesting. Of course, Rabbi Rabbi was um, alive during the times of the Romans. We learned about Masech the Shabbos and Daf Lamed Gimel about what happened, right? That uh, with Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai and the Romans were chasing after him. He was also contemporary, uh, right? He was a contemporary of Shimon ben Yochai who got chased away by the Romans. Uh, they wanted to kill him. He was uh, a contemporary of Rabbi Lazar. Um, uh, uh, Lazar, um, ben Shamua, who was one of the Asara Ruge Malchus, and he was a contemporary, right? There was a story with, uh, Rabbi Yossi, with the Romans exiled to Sipori, and then they made the Rabbi Huda, the Rosh Madab, Anyways, the point being that he lived during the time of the Romans, and there was a time that it was very dangerous to be Shomer Torah Mitzvahs. And we brought planks that had four tfachim of width. Visikachnu algabe mirpeses, and we put it up on a balcony. Vyoshavnutachten, and that's what we sat under. So we see that you are allowed to use planks that are four tfachim wide. Omru lo, they said to him, Mishamraya, are you seriously bringing a proof from there? Ain you can't bring a, 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 a proof from a dangerous situation. That was okay, right? The whole reason why you're not allowed to use these planks is out of a gezeira. Right, uh, the 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 gzeras tikra. They're not going to make that gzera when it's a dangerous time. Fine. Tanikavasi the Shmuel. Now we have a brayse supporting Shmuel. Sikichah ben Esoim shel Eres. If you use as schach planks of cedar, sheish boin arba that they have fourth fachim of width. Deviakob sula. Everyone agrees that it agrees that it's possible. And boin arba. If it doesn't have fourth fachim of width, Reb Meir posel. Yeah, Reb Meir posel. Reb Meir says it's possible. Reb Yehuda machshir. Reb Yehuda says kasher. So more than fourth fachim. Everyone says possible. If it's less than fourth fachim, so then Reb Meir says possible. Buddha says machshir. So we see that according to this brayse, it's like Shmuel that the machlokas is davka when it's less than fourth fachim. Umod Reb Meir. Now Reb Meir agrees. Shemyesh. These next two things are like a little bit weird. Umod Reb Meir. Reb Meir agrees. Shemyesh be neser leneser kim lo neser. That if between each plank, um, if in between each of, so Reb Meir says that you're not allowed to use these planks that are uh, between three and four. Now. If you now says actually Rashi points out that this could even be talking about um, um, if it's more than four tefachim wide, but he admits. But the point is that the chiddush is that even according to Reb Meir, who says that you're not allowed to use, um, uh, he's like he's more machmir says you're not allowed to use these planks that are between three and four tefachim. Even he admits shem yesh bein that if you leave space between each plank the equivalent of the side the width of the plank so if i don't know if it's a three tefach plank so then you leave three tefachs of space that you could then just put um like some schach in between and then it becomes kosher and rashi explains this stuff we're talking about a situation where the where the sukkah is like eight amas wide and then it kind of meets in the middle so you say dofen akuma from the sides then you have schach in the middle because whatever you're, you're going to line it up so you have two Kind of portions of schach next to each other. Fine. Umodu Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda admits sheim nasan alei neser shirachav arba tefachim kshera. But even Rabbi Yehuda, who says that um, you know he's the one who's more lenient when it comes to uh, between three and four tefachim, even he admits that if um, you have a plank that is four tefachim wide, kshera the sukkah is kosher, like if it's from the side, so you can say dofen akuma, but ve'eni shedim tachtav, but you don't sleep under it. Vayoshin tachtav leyotzei dechavaso. He's not um, doesn't fulfill his obligation of sleeping in the sukkah. Fine, givaldik. Itmar. It was stated hafchon atzidein. If you take scha, if you take a plank that is fourth fachim wide, and then you flip it on its side, right? So let's say the, the I don't know. Let's say the side it was fourth fachim wide, but one tefach, you know, tall or whatever, and then you flip it on its side. So Rav Huna Amar Psula, 
Rav Huna says that um, the sukkah is nonetheless possible. Even though you're very fancy and you flipped it on its side and now it's only one tefach you know, wide because you, it's vertical, it's standing up. Says Rav Huna, it's very, very fancy, but we're not impressed. It's, you know, possible schach is possible schach no matter how you flip it. Rav Chizda, Rav Huna Amre, whereas Rav Chizda and Rav Huna say, Kshayra, then no, as long as you flip it, well, then it's no longer like you do it in your house. And therefore, it's, you know, you're not going to say, well, why don't I just sit in my house? It's different. It's not like your house. Ikla Rav Nachman the Surah. This is very interesting. Rav Nachman visited Surah. It's interesting for a million reasons. It's interesting because Rav Nachman is like a super early Tana, a contemporary of Rav Huna. Rav Nachman was also in Narda. Rav Huna was in Surah. Rav Chizda was also in Surah. Rav Rav Huna was the son of Rav Huna, so he was also in Surah. So it's just like it's just like an interesting anecdote that Rav Nachman was visiting from. Uh, Narda, he came to Sura, which is where Rav Huna was, and lo and behold, there were Rav Chizda and Rav Huna's son, Rabbi Rav Huna, who argued with Rav Huna when it came to this halacha. So basically, Rav Nachman visited Sura, and it was an opportunity for Rav Chizda and Rabbi Rav Huna to ask Rav Nachman regarding this question about um, if you take the schach that's too wide, but then you flip it on its side. So now Rav Chizda and Rabbi Rav Huna went to ask um, Rav Nachman Amrile they said to him so they asked the Kash if you take this schach that's too wide but you flip it on its side can you, is it now okay so Rav Nachman says it's possible he doesn't just say it's possible he says why it's possible he said look because these schach these planks that are too wide they're possible no matter how you flip them they're basically the equivalent of like metal skewers you can't use them for schach Amlu Rav Huna. So now Rav Huna said to his son Rabba Bar Rav Huna and to Rav Chizda, who was also a student of Rav Huna and a contemporary of Rabba Bar Rav Huna. So Amri Lechu, didn't I say to you, Amu Kavase, Kavase, that they say like me? Amru Le. So they said to Rav Huna, but Umi Amr Lan Mar, time of Lo Kablinan Minay. It's not like you told us a reason for it and we, and we, and, you know, and, and we didn't accept it. You didn't, you just said possible that you didn't say anything more than that. Rafuna said to them, time of Did you ask me for a reason that I didn't tell you? Okay, fine. So Rav Nachman came and he actually didn't just say that it's possible, but he gave a reason for it, which is once the schach is wide, is too wide, it becomes possible, and that's that, even if you flip it over. Let's say that this supports Rav Nachman and Ravuna. If you have a sukkah that is Smaller than seven tefachim by seven tefachim. It's smaller than rosh shuvah of shochano. Or shenifritza ba pirza kadeshi isdaker ba kadiv vasrosh. Or as we learned about misach the erevin, misach the psachim. No, in misach the shabbos about um, that a uh, that a um, that right that a gedi if a if a right gedi in bokenbo that if when it comes to good aches right an imaginary wall going down we say that if a little goat is able to walk under the wall you can no longer say good aches. So that's what we're talking about here, right? If there's a if there's an opening on the bottom of the wall so that a little goat can walk through, or you put on the sukkah a plank that's four tefachim wide, even though you only put it in three tefachim. Psula in all these cases it's possible. What does it mean that it's a plank that's four tefachim wide but you only put it in three tefachim? Is it not that you? It was four tefachim wide, but like three tefachim tall, and you flipped it on its side. So we see that even when you flip it on its side, it's not not allowed. Low, no. Achav my skin on here. We're talking about going to ancha puma de matlalsa de ayot tlalsa legio 
Ve'apikhad levar. No, it's you put on the opening of the of the tent. As Rashi of the of the sukkah. As Rashi explains, Kilo, imagine you have a sukkah that has three walls and it's open on one side, and right at the entrance of this side, you then put a plank that's four tefachim wide. Even though there's one tefach hanging over, right and right, so really inside the the sukkah is only three tefachim. The ayel tlasa lego legov that 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 it goes three tefachim inside. And one tefach is sticking outside. And any right, and the reason why this is not allowed, it's treated like a plank. That's four tefachim, even though one tefach is um, hanging over, is because psala yotzim in a sukkah. Any like schach that's overhanging the sukkah is treated like the sukkah. So therefore, you know, even this overhang is like the sukkah, and um, it's therefore considered like you're using a plank. That's four tefachim wide. Wow, we made it through this daf. Did you guys think we'd make it through? I don't know. This is insane. We did like a daf and a half basically because of my brain malfunction yesterday. And also it was hard freaking stuff. Anyways, the daf started off with um, really with the statement of Menashe Bargada who says that when you harvest grain in order to um, use it for schach, so then it doesn't have yados atuma anymore. Um, and we wanted to say that it's machlokes tanoim um, like, because we say that if you use, um, right, basically if you use, uh, um, um, grain for schach, so the Tanakhama says that there's no yados, and Achayim says that there is yados, and then we were trying to figure out exactly how this makes sense. Essentially, we said that it's talking about where you crush the grain, and that's why the Tanakhama says that it doesn't have, uh, yados in that particular case, and, 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 um, um, I mean, he's talking about where you initially harvested the grain for food, and that is why Acherim say that there is yados because you initially harvested it for food. Whereas the Tanakama says, yeah, but you crushed it, so it no longer has yados. But uh, Acherim holds like Rabbi that even if you crush it, it still maintains uh, yados. And then we had uh, we got to a new Mishnah that machlokas between Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda. Reb Yehuda says that you're allowed to use planks in your sukkah. Reb Meir says you're not allowed to use planks in the sukkah. And the question is. What are these planks? Rav says that these planks are planks that are fourth fucking wide. And Rebuta says that you are allowed to use them because we don't make this Gezeris Tikra that we're worried you're going you're to sit in your house. And um, Rebmeir says we do say Gezeris Tikra. Shmuel says, right, but according to Rav, if it's less than fourth fucking, everyone says that it's kosher. Um, whereas as Shmuel says, no, the Machlok's Dafka between three and fourth fucking. But if it's fourth fucking wide, so then everyone says that it is going to be um, apostle. We then got to an interest that we have with them proving different ways this way or that, but then we got to a um, interesting question towards the end, which is what happens if you take a plank that's fourth fucking wide, but then flip it on its side? So now it's technically, you know, not no longer fourth fucking wide, and it's uh, also not the way that you would sit in your house. So um, Ravuna said, no, apostle is apostle. Rav Nachman agrees with him. Um, Rabba by Ravuna and um, Rav Chizda wanted to argue and say, no, as long as you flip it on the side, there's no longer reason to say the Xeris Tikra and it should be okay. Chevre, that was Dafyudal of Msechta Sukkah. Oh, one interesting thing about Dafyudal is Yad is like Yados, which was interesting. That was the whole thing that we were talking about today. Anyways, Chevre, that was Dafyudal. Crazy Daf. Hope you have a crazy, awesome day. Cheers.